substance, Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to bring the word to my brothers and sisters, Lord. I thank you, Father, that, um, that your word goes beyond all understanding. Your word is our security, and I thank you for that. And I thank you for this morning, and I pray uh, you would open the ears to hear what the message you want to give, Lord. So we thank you for this time. In Jesus' precious name, glory, hallelujah, amen. Um, <clears throat> so I, I've been st- I knew for a long time that I was going to give the message this morning, and I had it all set. My message was going to be on Christian discipline. And um, it was going to be on uh, Bible reading. Pastor last week uh, gave us an encouragement to add on instead of taking something. He was talking about Lent and how a lot of people, we give up something. And he encouraged us to take on Bible reading. And he gave us things in the back, Bible reading schedules. So I hope many of you took that encouragement and made it a daily practice. So um, some of you are already used to it. But he encouraged us as a body to be in our word daily. You know, I mean, he even said, start off with the daily bread. Start off with something. But he encouraged each one of us last week to please put on daily Bible reading. So um, just something I want to add. I know with me, when I do my daily Bible reading, I always have to say, Holy Spirit, please, Please open my eyes and my heart to what you would have me receive today in, your, in God's word. I know I have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show me. Because as we know, especially in the Old Testament, there's a lot of things that don't, we don't understand. But we read it out of obedience because he tells us this is what we're to do. So, um, so anyway, I had my all message on the disciplines. And I may, I'm probably going to touch on fasting and prayer today. And I, and I had giving and fellowship, but the Lord, I was, uh, changed my whole message yesterday. I, I took my students, some of you know I worked with dis, uh, disabled young adults. We went to Newport uh, to watch them practice. They were having a big uh, statewide uh, Special Olympics. How many of you know about Special Olympics? Yes. So uh, they were having a big statewide Special Olympics over in Salem, the kids found out yesterday at practice it was canceled because of the virus. And it's needless to say, you know, they were very disheartened. But, and so I started thinking coming home the day before, the night before I had talked to my sister. She lives in the Bay or San Jose, California. And she says, sis, I don't know if you've been into your Costco, but these Costco's, they're running out. They're running out of supplies. They're limiting you to... Uh, to supplies. She could only buy two things of toilet paper. She had to go, you know, 15 miles farther to, to get it. And, and then I went into our local Trillium just to get tortillas, you know, whole wheat tortillas. And one of the ladies says, oh, man, Debbie, we're running out of stuff. People are in here just stocking up. And, and then I, uh, Pastor Ron Watson put on Facebook that his son goes to church somewhere in Washington. They canceled church. And two other churches canceled. I know. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's kind of like, and so, and so I called Pastor and I said, I'm feeling God taking me in a different direction. We need to address this fear. We need to address this fear that apparently has even come to some churches if they're closing. 
So, um, and he said, and, and I had, driving home, I was thinking of Psalms 91, you know, and it was like, so when I t- uh, talked with him last night, and we prayed, he said, you know, Psalms 91 is coming to me. So, um, so we're, gonna, we're switching today, and we're going to, well, first thing we're going to do is we're going to put Psalm 91 up on the, and we're all going to read it together. I want to, so, before we read it, I want Kat, uh, Chrissy to give us a scripture. Okay, so let's, we're going to, I want everybody to read it together. Just, it'll be up on the board. So, whoever dwells in the shelter will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midnight. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. He will command the angels concerning you, you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their, in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. 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 That is a powerful psalm. That is a very, uh, that's a, you know, a lot of people know about Psalm 91, but in here, he, over and over, he says, I will rescue them. He says, I will lift you up with my hand. The main thing of this is security. We are in his, his hands, and we're in security. He says, I'm going to protect you from all those pestilence. He says, for my people who acknowledge me. And, you know, um, uh, I was thinking that, that during this time, we as Christians have an opportunity. Look at the big opportunity we have. We have opportunity to say, our God is a big, powerful, mighty God. He is in control. We have this opportunity right now. People are, I mean, people are, this fear is, it's, it's like, wow, it's spreading. And I, I didn't think much of it when I first heard about it. But now it's becoming local. It's becoming local, this fear. And, 
And so I really believe we, we as believers in Christ, who is powerful, we serve a mighty, powerful God who's in control. And, um, and so the Lord was saying to me, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, your God will come, Isaiah 35, 4. So as I was driving home, I just felt like the Lord, share with them, say with them, because we all have fear, even though we, you know, I, I have the Lord, and I know his, his security, and I pray, and I pray all the time. But sometimes, because we live in this world, fear creeps in. If we're honest, fear creeps in. And I want to share with you where fear creeps in with me with the most is my grandchildren, okay? I cannot watch commercials. I cannot watch any movies that deal with kidnapping. I stay away from those because this fear thing comes in, and it's all over. And, and there's, good, there's good things about people rescuing and stuff, but Debbie Warden, at this point in my life, I stay away from that. But God has, okay, so what I do, this is a little book I carry in my, in my purse. God has shown me I need to personalize scripture. I need to claim that. Every time that fear comes in me, I need to say it. This has to be so embedded in me that when I'm driving down the street or I hear something and, and my grandchildren come into my, uh, into my you know, thoughts, I have to say, Debbie, Debbie, do not fear, for I am with all your grandchildren. Do not be anxiously looking around you, Debbie, for I am your God. I will strengthen them. Surely I will uphold them with my righteous right hand, Debbie. Don't fear. I personalize that. I carry that because, because we all fight fear. And when the media puts it out there, when you see them bulletin or these big billboards, and, yeah, you know, I don't have a TV, but I have an iPad. You turn on things, and things come up, you know. And so we have to constantly fight that. And, um, and we praise God. We have our weapon. We have this is our weapon. This is our sword. This is our way of life right here. So um, some scripture I wanted to give you is the, um, after this one. And we have to know fear is one of the enemy's biggest weapons. Fear undercomes. You know, first you get the fear, and then you start getting some of the other things. You know, oh, I better stay home, uh, isolation, or you get depression, or you get all these other ones. But fear is the first, and that's. Call it what you want. Call it fear, anxiety, worry, whatever. But um, that is not of the Lord, and we know it. So the okay, uh, next scripture, 31.8. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. When you're feeling a situation or an emotional challenge, realize Envision God saying this to you. Okay, so just know God is saying this to you. Hey, you know, Debbie, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Debbie, don't be afraid. No matter what they're saying on the news, Debbie, don't be afraid. I am with you. And the next one, Isaiah 43.1. This is, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. God actually commands us not to fear. 
The phrase, fear not, is used at least 80 times in the Bible. Probably because he knows the enemy uses fear. He wants to reduce our hope. He wants us to make us shrivel up and limit our victories. So we say, go in the name of Jesus. Get out. You have to sometimes yell it. In the name of Jesus, leave and say these scriptures. Put your name in them. Debbie, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid. Okay, 1 John 4, 8. 18, sorry. 1 John 4, 18. Perfect love casts out fear. And I was kind of thinking about that, perfect love. And I was thinking, you know, perfect love. Perfect love, God is love. God is the only perfect love. Debbie's not perfect. None of us are perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. We find that as we grow older. Nothing is really perfect except God. God's love is perfect, and God is perfect. That's why that can say, perfect love casts out fear. Because I am under the wings of a perfect God. That's the only thing that's going to cast out fear, folks. Nothing else is going to cast out fear. Nothing. You can, you know, the world has all these books and all these, these different meditations. And Now, there's Christian meditation, and then there's this world meditation, Okay. Christian meditation is meditating on Jesus in the Word. If somebody else is not meditating on Jesus in the Word, you don't want it. <laughs> so um, the next one is uh, Psalm 34.4. I sought the Lord, and he delivered me from all my fears. And I, once again, I want to say personalize, memorize, Debbie. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, and he will deliver you from all your fears. So what I want to encourage you, what I want to add with you this week, as pastor added Bible reading, is to take a few of these scriptures, write them out, stick them all around your house, memorize them, so that when you're not somewhere in, where you have the word, it will come to your head. So I'd like to encourage you to pick a scripture or two, write it out, Put it somewhere in your house so that you can, uh, you can um, memorize it. So God's words are life words. They comfort our souls, they calm our spirits, and they give power to our lives. There is no other book on earth that will do that. There is no other. I like reading a lot. I, I, I like reading biographies is my favorite. But you know what? No other book calms my spirits, and no other book comforts my soul, and no other book gives me power for living. There's no other book that can do that. So um, it's not always easy to fight fear, and it often comes down to choice, okay? And I'm going to admit, I've already admitted it's not easy. So here's three things. Choosing not to allow fear and anxiety to control your life. Choosing to guard your heart your eyes, and your ears. Now, that's a biggie. Like I shared with you, there's certain movies I can't, or there's certain things I can't look at because it kind of, it's, it puts a little building of that fear. And so we have to guard our eyes and guard our ears and our heart. If you're somewhere and it, and it just brings up this fear, or if you're watching a movie, something I want to encourage you don't watch as much news. Gosh, the news is just going to build your fear. And, and especially don't watch news before you go to bed. Oh, man, before you go to bed, 
This should be the last thing. This should be the last thing before you go to bed, not the news, folks. I mean, I may be stepping on some toes, but I'm just saying. The news should not be the last thing before you try to lay down and sleep in God's slumber. I mean, yeah, that doesn't. (laughs) So, uh, So make sure that you guard your hearts, your ears, your ears, and your eyes. Okay, choosing to focus your mind on what is true in the midst of uncertain times. Are we in the midst of uncertain times? Absolutely. We have been, and this virus is just kind of heightened it, you know. Okay, so we want to, where are you going to focus your mind? Where are you going to focus your mind? Okay, here's Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock of eternity. I'm going to read that again. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock of eternity. So the last one is choosing what to focus your mind on. Okay? That's so important that we do because to fight this fear, we have to make choices. We have to make choices, what we put in. So um, whatever you're fearing, a health crisis, a family problem, financial struggle, struggle, focus on the power of God who calls you by name and commands fear to flee from you. So that's, that's where we want to be. We want to focus on that. And, um, and in a little bit, uh, I'm going to ask you to do something maybe some of you aren't comfortable with, but we're going to spend some time in prayer. You can walk around, you can sit down, you can be on your knees, on the, but we're going to have some time in prayer because um, there's two incidences uh, favored. Let me get, I'm going ahead. <laughs> so now I'd like to talk about fasting and prayer. Could you put that picture up, please? I didn't know a lot about fasting. Um, well, I've read about it in the, in the Bible, and, uh, but I didn't really practice fasting. This is a picture of my grandfather and my grandmother who are now with the Lord Jesus. That's my grandpa up visiting me. That He came on his last visit to me. Memories I have is my grandpa, he had a Spanish Bible because he, he couldn't speak English. And he would always be in the corner reading his Bible. And that is my example of daily Bible reading that was built in me. Because I'd go and spend the summers with my grandparents. Uh, they lived about an hour from, our, from where we lived, and we, I'd go spend every summer with them. And guess what my grandma's favorite saying was? Praise the Lord. That was my, that's, she's telling somebody, praise the Lord. And I never knew about fasting I used to pray with my grandma. Every Monday we prayed for our family. She's, you know, she, we, that was our thing. We, we prayed every Monday we would call and pray for our family. And one Monday my grandma says, Mija, if I could, I would fast because, um, because of what the Bible says, but I can't fast because I'm a diabetic. And I said, Grandma, I can fast. I don't know, I think I was in college at the time. And I said, Grandma, I can fast for that. So that's when I started my fasting, and that's when I learned about fasting. Um, Fasting is a discipline that 
it doesn't say if you fast. In Matthew, it says when you fast. And not only that, um, Jesus gave us example. And Pastor Stephen talked last night about him fasting for 40 days, okay? I personally have never done a 40-day fast. I've done a week fast, and that was hard. I've never done a 40-day fast, so I couldn't tell you. But I know I've read that that's the longest you can do uh, medically. I mean, even that you, you know, can't go. And your fasting should always have water, you know, always have water. So, um, and with fasting, fasting and prayer go together. You can pray, you can have times of prayer without fasting, but normally your fasting and praying, fasting and praying go together. Because fasting isn't just saying, I'm going to go without lunch today. Fasting is going without the time you would have spent having lunch, preparing lunch, whatever. You're spending that time in the Word or a conversation with the Lord. You're spending that time with the Lord. So it's not just a matter of saying, I'm not going to eat today. A lot of people will do fasting for diet reasons, for medical reasons, for, you know, a lot of reasons. But biblical fasting is you're putting in that time for to add to be with the Lord. Now, some people, uh, scriptures talk about food fasting. There's different ways. And I'm not going to get into all that. You can read the different, you can look up fasting in the Bible. It'll tell you some people fast it for a day. You know, the Daniel fast just on uh, vegetables and fruit. But to learn more about fasting, you can read the word. But I'm just hitting on it. But there's two incidences that really stuck out with me with fasting. With Esther, I don't know if you, how many of you all know the story of Esther? When Mordecai came and asked her to about saving the Jews, first thing she said, before I go to the king, which we know if she went to the king without being requested, bamble. She was putting a lot. Her life could be ended. First thing she said is, Mordecai, you have the people pray and fast for three days, and I'll have my people in, and my people here with me pray and fast for three days. She would not even go to, she wouldn't even begin that. She didn't even, wouldn't take the first step until she said, let's fast and, fast and pray. And another one that stuck out, many of us don't know, but Ezra, Ezra was a key leader in uh, the rebuilding of Jerusalem. In fact, he was the second one who brought the people back from uh, Babylon. And, uh, and I, it's just, I mean, so this is an important, you know, he was an important one. He was, there was three key people back. Uh, and he was a priest that was very important. And this is what he said. Before he would go, be, there was a battle going. This was a battle. We're having a battle right now. It's a spiritual battle. This was an actual battle. And this is what he said. This is Ezra 8, 21, 23. And thereby Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey, protect us, our children, our goods as we traveled. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayers. So th these are two big events that happened in the Bible. Neither of these people would go forward until they entered into fasting. And, and notice they didn't do it themselves. They had the people around them. They had the people around them. 
There, is, there, there are scriptures in there about fasting and praying. And God was an, Jesus was an example. He was an example of both. He was an example of praying with others. And then he, there was many times Jesus left the crowd. He went away. He went to be by himself. And he prayed. Pray. These two disciplines are so important for the inner man. The only way we can grow in Christ is to establish the... If you don't like the word discipline, you know what you put? Put habits. We all have habits. We have good habits. We have bad habits, right? If you don't like the word discipline, don't use it. Because some people don't like the word discipline because they, they remember, man, I got disciplined. I got a, a spanking. You know, I got disciplined. Uh, I have to share this funny... We were, I was camping with my family one time, and uh, this little boy, he comes over and he says, oh, man, I'm going to get a licking. I'm going to get a licking. And I said, think positive. He says, I'm going to get a licking. I know it. <laughs> he knew he was going to be disciplined. So if you don't like the word discipline, take it out, put habit. We all need discipline or habits or whatever you want to call it. The only way to grow in Christ, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to just be coming this Sunday in hearing a message from me or from pastor. It's not going to just be, you know, oh, yeah, God is good. Thank you, Jesus, and close your Bible. That's not going to do it. You've got to establish habits. These disciplines, they're here for us. Jesus modeled them. He didn't just talk about them. He modeled them. And there's, and there's scripture that says, uh, let me go back. As I told you, I, I changed my, okay. Anyway, he modeled it, that we're to be like him. So I want to leave you with the fasting and the prayer as the two new disciplines that I'm adding on to what pastor added last week, which was Bible reading. So, and what I want to encourage you as far as the scripture, find a few scriptures and, and take them. And put them in your heart. Thy word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against thee. We have to need, you know, we have to put these in our heart. And so um, what I want to do now is I'd like to spend about 10 minutes. And I just felt in my heart that we need to do as Esther asked. I would like to ask all of you right now, you figure out fasting is a private, private thing. And um, he tells us, you know, don't put on a gloomy face or don't look down so everybody can see like the hypocrites do. But there's times where there's corporate fast, like when Esther called the people, you know, come together and fast. So I would ask you just maybe this week, think of you could do one meal, you can do one day, you can do whatever you want and just kind of think about maybe adding that also is and um and just see the power of god but i want us to pray right now and i'm going to ask you to to go home and think of one time this coming week one time that you could fast something now some some people one time when i talked about fasting many years ago this couple came up to me after and said we fasted TV. You know, they fasted TV because she said to me, we saw that how much time we spend in TV. So they took that 
They fasted TV and they added uh, Bible reading. They added God time. So you, you pray and search your heart and say, Lord, what do you want me to add? What do you want me to add new this week? You know, you, that's up to you. So you search, but just remember, in Matthew, it doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast and when you pray and when. So he, he's, he's saying, all of you believers, if we are believers, all of us in here, by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then this is for all of us, all of us. So right now, I just want to ask us to um, spend some time I'd like you to feel free. I like to walk around. I like to get on my knees.